Hello, and thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We are so glad you've decided to tune in to the Purveyor of Truth. My name is Devonna Driggers. I'm the pastor at Blue Water, the senior pastor at Blue Water Pentecostal Church of God in Blue Water, New Mexico. We're a Native American Indian Ministries, and we thank you for tuning in. We thank you for your prayers, your support. We thank you, church body for tuning in as today we're snowed in and uh, we're encouraging you to stay home stay safe off the uh, icy roads and wait for the snow plows to come through and the heat to come back on and and just stay warm and safe as we worship together um, through this podcast and and I praise the Lord for what he is doing it is the first sermon of the year that we have here and we just want to uh, talk a little bit about where we go from here what are we doing? <laughs> this is 2022. Unbelievable. We've come all the way through 2020. We made it through 2021. And God has always been faithful. He has never let us down. He has never forsaken us. He is always there for his children. He is an ever-present help in the time of trouble. And he has surely made his presence known over these past years and, and times, hard times that many of us have been through. And many people are asking, wow, it's 2022. Where do we go from here? Now what? What are we going to do now? What's God up to? What's God doing? And that's what I heard the Spirit say, that the people are asking, where do we go from here? Well, turn with me to the book of Joshua. And um, I'll just wait for you for a second to turn to the book of Joshua, the chap- first chapter. And as you're turning there, we'll talk about what's going on here. So um, the book of Joshua is seated right after, position right after the book of Deuteronomy. But what had happened as uh, we open up the book of Joshua and we begin to read is that Moses had um, passed on and was no longer, he had been their leader. He brought them out of Egypt. He led them out of Egypt. He was their, their deliverer the deliverer. He was a type of Christ in that manner that he represented and was a foreshadowing of what Christ would do for you. Jesus delivered you because he is the Christ, the son of the living God, the only begotten son. And so because he is the Christ, he provides for us a greater deliverance than even Moses could provide and be used for to bring. Moses didn't provide it. God did that. Moses could bring them out of the bondage that they had been in in Egypt and led them into the desert. And there in the desert, they wandered for 40 years. Not because Moses didn't know where he was going. Not because Moses didn't have direction. But because of their murmuring and complaining. And they were consistent. And then one thing. <laughs> and they were consistent in murmuring and complaining and disobedience. They were also consistent in coming back to the Lord. Heeding the call of the Lord through Moses and Aaron. And and repenting and many times they're just doing their own thing and going against what God has done what God has told them to do God provided for them in so many miraculous ways miracle after miracle just as he has done for you in 2020 and 2021 God's not going to stop being the God of miracles in 2022 I just want to almost say just buckle your seatbelt and get ready because God is up to something big. It's going to be great, but you got to keep your eyes on him. There's always something in it 
that you have to do, a part that you have to do, just like the, the children of Israel did, the Israelites did when Moses brought them out of Egypt. Now, if you're already there in the book of Joshua, we said that uh, Moses has passed on and that God is speaking to Joshua. So we're just going to pick up right there. If you, if you will entertain me, you know I like to read the word. So we're going to pick up in verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. This is verse 2. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, and all, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness of this, Le of this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not leave or forsake you. I know the Lord has spoken that to us several times every these past hard things that we've been through. And he said, I'm not leaving you. I'm not forsaking you. I am with you. Keep your eyes on him. Hold on to Jesus. In 2020, at the end of 2019, I think it was, the Lord, maybe it was 2020, it was the end of 2020, the Lord spoke to us at Blue Water and said, hold on again, I say, hold on. Just hold on. Hold on to his unchanging hand. Hold on to him. Don't let the reports that you're hearing from the enemy, don't let the, the things that you see and hear on TV, the radio, maybe you need to turn it off and get into the Word of God. Maybe we need to spend more time in the prayer closet than we do listening to what's being broadcast across the radio waves. More than what we need, we definitely do. More than what we're hearing on TV. More than what we're hearing in gatherings when we come together at the chapter house or the grocery store when you run into friends and family. We need to know what the Word of God says. We need to know what He's telling us. And He tells us now, hold on, I will not leave you nor forsake you. And that's in verse 5 of chapter 1. Look at verse 6. He goes on and he says, Be strong and of a good courage, for to this people you shall divide an inheritance, the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Now God is speaking directly to Joshua. Joshua was the new deliverer, if you will, the new leader, the new one to take up the rod and the staff and to lead the people into the promised land. God had prepared him and put him beside Moses for these years. And now Joshua was ready to take up that staff and lead the people, lead the sheep, lead the flock into what God had set up and prepared for them. Be strong and of a good courage, for to this people you shall divide an inheritance, the land which I swore to the fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you to do do not turn from it to the left hand nor to the right that ye may prosper wherever you go do not turn it to the right hand or to the left do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that ye may prosper wherever you go 
if we will heed the word of God and we will adhere to what Jesus has taught us, we're, you know, we're not living under the law. We are living under the New Testament in the covenant of Jesus Christ. This principle still stands that we must be obedient and lead how we are being led by the Spirit. We must be led by the Spirit in all things that we may prosper. We must walk in obedience. If you will turn, if you want to, you can mark your spot right here in Joshua. I'm just going to read to you from Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 32. He says, Therefore, you shall be careful to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Verse 33, you shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you that ye may live and that you may be well with you and that you may prolong your days in which in the land which you shall possess. In another place, he tells us in Deuteronomy that we will, I'll put it in my own words, but if we'll walk in obedience, if we'll do what he says to do and keep it, that we will possess what he has prepared for us. We must walk in his plan. We must walk in obedience if we want to be able to possess what he has for us. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You can't, com- you can't compare the ways of the world to the ways of God. God's ways are not man's ways. God's ways are perfect. They're holy. They're just. His plan is perfect for you. We just have to get on board with him and let him lead us and guide us. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2, You shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord which I command you. That's not the one I'm looking for, but that's a good one, so I wanted to share it with you. And here it is, Deuteronomy chapter 4, 1. Now therefore, hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you. The statutes and the judgments which God has taught us. We must hearken. We must heed to them. We cannot add to it. We cannot turn from it from one way or to the other. We can't add a little here and take away a little there. We can't shape it and mold it into the 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 image of us. We can't shape it and mold it into what we want it to be. It is God's word and it stands for itself. We cannot make it what we want. We have to we must be molded and shaped by it. We must con- conform and and fit into what God has for us. Look at this. I'm going to read it again from the top. Deuteronomy 4, verse 1. Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you, for to do them, that ye may live, that ye may what? Live. And do what? Go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers gives you. Now, God has something set before you. He has a, a plan. He has a, a purpose. He has, a, yeah, the vision. He's got the whole thing, the whole package set out before you. But your duty, your part is to walk in it. Your part is to heed what the Lord is showing you and to do what he's telling you. Just walk in obedience. Be obedient. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Always better than anything else you can bring him is your obedience, your broken heart, and your contrite spirit. The Lord will not despise. Amen. 
Okay, go back to Joshua. We're back in the book of Joshua. I hope you mark, you didn't lose your spot there. We're back in the book of Joshua, chapter 1. I lost my place. Verse 7. Only be strong and very courageous that you may do and observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the left hand nor to the right, that ye may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that ye may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then will you make your way prosperous. You want a prosperous new year? It's not going to come because you got some Facebook blessing. It's going to come through your obedience to the word of God, your obedience to Christ and walking in and through and by, empowered by the Holy Ghost, blood bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Success doesn't come through keeping some New Year's Eve ritual. It doesn't come through keeping some sort of um, changing of the moons or seasons uh, festival or, or, or rituals or traditions. It comes from obedience to God, obedience to God Almighty and Him alone, and He will not share His glory with another. Have I not commanded you, verse 9, be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. As born-again Christians, empowered by the, bought with the blood of Jesus and empowered by the Holy Ghost, you have the prayer, you have your prayer closet, you have what we commonly is referred to as maybe a prayer language. You, you, have, you can speak in tongues and pray as the Holy Ghost prays through you. He knows exactly what you have need of. You have the dunamis power of the Holy Ghost in you. The angels of God, the holy angels of God at your, all around you, protecting you, fighting for you, doing things where you can't even see. The Holy Ghost is going before you and behind you. The Spirit of God is with you everywhere. As, whole, as, as God's children, as God's people, we have no reason to fear what's coming in 2022. There's no such thing as... I shouldn't say there's no such thing. The way that the Lord is showing it to me right now is that many are coming into this year and they kind of have a kind of PTSD caused by the things that they've seen over 2020 and 2022. And, you know, we're, we're, we're here in America. We're not used to seeing all these things. We're not used to hearing all these being inundated day and night with all of these things coming in, bad news every single day. That's not what God wants us to incline our ear to. We are to incline our ear to the good news of Jesus Christ. Christ died for us that we might live and that we might have life and life more abundantly. Not that we should be shut in and shivering and afraid, but that we prosper and have good success wherever we go. Can we get a hold of that? That is the vision for 2022, is that we are to not be dismayed, not be afraid, I'm saying it backwards, but that we have good success wherever we go, that we will prosper and have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then the next thing that happened, 
<laughs> the next thing that happens, look at verse 10. While, while we're repositioning ourselves and getting ready to read verse 10, I just want to go over a couple of things really quick. How do we, where do we go from here? We go forward. We don't go backwards. We go forward. We don't shudder in. We don't, we don't sit and be afraid. We've got to stand up. We've got to stand up and speak out. We've got to tell the truth. We can't, can't candy coat it, sugar coat it, bend it, shape it, mold it. We have got to bring the word of God straight forward. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Bringing the word is what is going to bring deliverance and healing to your family, to your friends, to your nations. We have got to stand up and stop cowering in the corners. We've got to get up off the floor, gird up our loins. As my sister says, Take your warrior stance. Stand. When you've done all that you can do, stand. We're, we're, some of us are still doing, and we need to get ready to stand and resist the enemy. Submit to God and resist the enemy, and he will flee. Where do we go from here? We follow God. We follow the word of God by step by step. The Holy Ghost leads us. Step by step, he will, not mis he will not mislead us. He will never forsake us. We stay on the path. Now, that path that we're on is narrow. We are walking on the straight and narrow path, not on the one that is wide that leads to destruction. We are on the straight and narrow path that leads to life everlasting, to life eternal. We are on the straight and narrow path. That path is not the path that everybody else is on. It's not the wide and narrow. It's not the one that's the, the weeds are bit, beaten down, the potholes are covered. This road is the road less traveled. This road that we're on is the one that less people go on. If you look around, there's big giant crowds and everybody's doing the same thing and everybody's hunky-dory and you're, you know, um, they're saying to one another, your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth. No, there is only one truth and it is the truth of God. We're talking about the kind of truth that's unwavering, the kind of truth that is absolute. There is only one absolute and it is the word of God. It is Jesus Christ. His ways, none other. We walk this path, this road less traveled as children of God, not as the world. We are children of the light, not of darkness. We were once were in darkness, but now we are in light. We walk as children of the light. If we say that we are Christians and we say that we follow Christ, we must also walk and be like Christ. We must walk upright and be like Jesus. We serve, we worship, we pray, we believe, having faith. We praise and give thanksgiving. We are not a people of defeat. We are a people of victory. We are God's chosen. We are God's people. We walk upright in victory. Look what Joshua happens in, in the next verse, verse 10. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people. God told him what to do. He Basically, he gave him encouragement. He didn't, go, he didn't tell him to go down here, stand on the corner, put on your turn signal, wait until the light changes, get ready. You're going to turn right. You're going to travel three miles. You're going to wait at that corner until all the traffic's clear. And then you're going to turn left and you're going to go up this hill past these, these cows. And then you're going to turn left at the big rock. He didn't tell him that. He, he encouraged him. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Keep my word. Keep my um, commandments. Right? That's it. That's it. Verse 10, then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the camp and command the people saying, prepare provisions for yourselves. Now the Holy Ghost empowers 
men and women of God. So Joshua here is being led by the Spirit, and he says, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. God has already let some of you in on something that he is doing in your life, some things that he is going to bring you into. If you don't know yet, just keep walking, keep seeking him, stay in his presence, stay in, stay in the press, don't back down, stay on that road less traveled, gird up your loins and be ready. Get in the word of God and study. Know the word. It must be within you. It must be. You're going to go through, through some things, but God always brings you through. He's never forsaken you. He's never left you. He's never let you down. In verse 11, pass through the camp and command the people saying, prepare provisions for yourselves for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God has given you to possess. Some of you need to make provisions for yourselves. You haven't provided, made those provisions and prepared yourself to be ready to move forward. You've got to ready yourself to move forward in 2022. You've got to have the things ready. And, and he didn't tell them that you've got six months to do this. He said three days. He gave them a very short window of time to get ready to prepare provisions for themselves to go to move forward. And unto the Reubenites on verse 12, the Gadites and half the tribe of Manasseh, Joshua spoke saying, remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord commanded you saying, the Lord, your God has given you rest and is giving you this land. Your wives, your little ones and your livestock shall remain in the land, which Moses gave you. Now this was to a certain Three families, three tribes, that they were they were already um, set aside and, and provided for. But you shall pass before your brethren armed and all your mighty men of valor and help them until the Lord has given your brothers rest as he gave you. And they have also taken possession of the land which the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to the land of your possession and enjoy it. When Moses, the Lord's servant, gave you on his side of the Jordan toward the sunrise. So they answered Joshua saying, all that you command us, we will do. And whatever, wherever you send us, we will go. Will you say that to the Lord? Wherever you send us, we will go. Whatever you have for us, we are willing to take it. We're, we're not going to tell God how he's going to do things, but we are going to submit to God and do things his way. In 2022, we are going to submit to God and do things His way. No more my way or the highway. Now it's God's way. Amen? Always God's way. So they answered Joshua saying that they will do all that Joshua commanded them to do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, so will we heed you. Only the Lord your God be with you as He was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words and all that you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. So as we know, things are changing for us um, individually, as a church, as an organization, um, and globally in our nation, national levels, global levels, things are changing. We need to know whose side we're on. We need to know whose voice are we going to heed. We need to know and understand and recognize good godly leadership. And we need to stick with that. When God gives you a leader and God anoints that leader, you stick with that leader. You follow that leader. 
and you submit. And God will use you and exalt you in due season. We must submit to the word of God and what God is telling us. I believe that God is, is working on all levels. And um, I think we might do another another podcast talking about some other things. But I just want to encourage you today, as far as Sunday morning message, as we're listening in and tuned in today, to be strong and have good courage. Don't be afraid. Don't let the things that you're hearing cause you to have a type of Christian PTSD that has really no place. If we will trust in God, he will bring us through and all fear and all sorrow falls away in the presence of the almighty God. So if you're feeling stressed out, if you're feeling worried and concerned, get into the presence of God, cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. Don't let worry direct your life. Let the Holy Ghost direct your life. Where do we go from here? We go forward. I don't have a catchy phrase. Me and you in 2022. <laughs> We're just going to go forward with Jesus. We're going to keep walking forward hand in hand with the Lord knowing that he is with us and he will never leave us or forsake us. I'm going to I can't hit a pause button right here, but I want to I want to read something else to you, so just bear with me as I I pull it up. This this is also from the book of Joshua, so um I just want to give you these verses to read. Joshua 24, 27, Joshua 23, 29. So catch this. Now, this, what we just read in Joshua 1 is kind of the part one, the, the crossing over, the changing of the guard, the changing of the leadership happened. Then they, they readied themselves to cross over the Jordan and they enlisted their brothers and sisters in Christ who already had been able to rest from war to come in and battle with them and to move forward and to um they they covenanted together that they would all stand strong that they would all submit to joshua's leadership and that they would fight the good fight to help their brothers and sisters possess the land that god had promised to them and they encouraged joshua back they heard what joshua said and then the people encouraged joshua back saying yes we will heed you we will follow you and we will go with you and we will fight and we will and, and we encourage you joshua to be strong and have good courage all right turn with me we're just going to skip through the book here to chapter 23 joshua joshua chapter 23 Turning pages, turning pages. Hold on. They're very humid where I am. My pages are sticking together. Okay. Joshua chapter 23. This is uh, Joshua's farewell address. <laughs> so you have Joshua coming in and now you have Joshua going out. Now it came to pass a long time after the Lord had given rest to Israel so they were no longer fighting. For all their enemies round about, that Joshua was old and advanced in age, and Joshua called for Israel, for their elders and for their heads, for the their judges and for their officers. So they had advanced, they had grown, they had um, 
grown into their own different leaderships and different groups within their um, tribes. So you could kind of see that as um, the church growing and prospering and more leadership coming up and out of it so that you have more churches and more prosperity spiritually and more um, growth. And that's what we want to see. And I believe that's what God wants to do. But we have to stick, stay the course. We have to stay the course and hold the line. We can't back down. Um, I want to skip on down to 23 verse 29. Oh, don't tell me I wrote down the wrong verses. Oh, that's Jeremiah. I'm sorry. 24. Okay, Joshua 24 verse 27. That's what I wrote. Okay. Joshua 24, verse 27. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, the stone shall be a witness to us, for it has heard the words. Now look, what are we talking about stone hearing words? I want you to back up a little bit with me, and we're going to go back up to... Wow, it's a lot to read. It's the, co the covenant that Joshua is making with the people, and... He tells them, or that the people are actually making with God. Verse 15. Okay, so this is where everybody's pretty familiar with this verse, I think. Now, therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Choose for you this day whom you will serve. This is the moment of commitment. This is the moment where you say, you know what, I'm done going back and forth between um, man's ways and God's ways. I'm done going back and forth between tradition and non-tradition. I'm, I'm, I'm done trying to figure out you know, what I can uh, get away with and still go to church. It's not about going to church. It's not about what you can get away with. It's about pleasing God. Is it okay with God? Is God pleased with it? We want to be pleasing to God. We want the things that we do to be pleasing to him. So he says, Joshua says, choose you this day whom you will serve. And remember, God will not share his glory with another. So you serve him and him alone, no other. Choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you will dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's another thing you need to commit today. We need to be saying these things. We need to commit them. We need to get our family members together and recommit in 2022 today that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We are going to serve God. We're going to do what is right. We're going to walk upright. We need to talk about what that looks like we, in our households and they're sitting down and are coming in and are going out. We need to talk to our children and help them to understand the love and the passion that God has for us and what these things mean. That it's not to be um, under the rule of a tyrant God, but under the rule of a loving, caring, providing, compassionate God. Look at verse um. 16. So the people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Now we all know they had. 
if you if you read this, they had done it, and as and they're acting like though there's no way we would ever do such a thing. Verse seventeen: For the Lord our God is He who brought us up, us and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out from before us all the people, including the Amorites who dwell in the land, dwelt in the land. And also we will serve the Lord for he is our God. But Joshua said to the people, he called them on it. You cannot serve the Lord for he is holy. He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions and your sins. What? <laughs> Look at verse 20. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will not forgive your transgressions and your sins. He can't, you can't share. It's one way, God's way or not. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after he has done you good. And the people said to Joshua, but no, but we will serve the Lord. We will verse 22. So Joshua said to the people, you are witnesses against your own selves that you have chosen the Lord for yourselves to serve him. And they said, we are witnesses. Yes, we are. Now verse 23. Now, therefore, he said, put away the foreign gods, which are among you. He called them out again. You've got foreign gods in your tents. You've got foreign gods on your, on your dash of your camel you got you got foreign gods tied around your horse's neck you need to get rid of that stuff so joshua said to the people you are witnesses that you have chosen the lord for yourselves to serve him and they said we are witnesses now therefore he said put away the foreign gods which are among you and incline your heart to the lord god of israel and the people said to joshua the lord our god will we will serve and we will and his voice, his voice, we will obey. Highlight it, mark it. This is your, another thing with your family and your household. And it's got to start with you. You've got to feel it. You've got to know it. You've got to possess this for yourself, that you know that you will serve the Lord your God and that you will not serve another. And you're going to forsake all others to serve him. And in, in, in you've got to be in verse 24, the Lord, our God, I will serve and I will obey his voice. And then we talk to our kids about these things. Verse 25. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and made for them a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. Then Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God. And he took a large stone. Here's that stone we were talking about just a few seconds ago. Here, he took a large stone and set it up there under the oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone, a rock, a piece of stone, this stone shall be a witness to us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord that he spoke to us. It shall therefore be a witness to you, lest you deny your God. So Joshua let the people depart, each to his own inheritance. Joshua knew he was dying. He knew he couldn't keep holding, you know, coming back and saying, okay, well, you got to straighten up. You got to do this. He made that covenant and he allowed them to make this covenant with God and put the stone up to remind them that you have made this covenant and it's between you and God. Did the stone have ears to hear? <laughs> In this instance, this stone is here to serve that 
testimony that every time they walk past it, they're reminded. Anytime they think about that stone, anytime they think about that day, they're going to remember that that stone is there as a mark, as a remembrance of what they had said. As I read this scripture, I was thought about um, where the the word of God tells us that if we don't worship him, the very rocks will cry out. And in other places that the um, that people in the book of Revelation, they're going to be running to the rock to try to hide themselves. That that stones and rocks have a big place in the Bible as far as um, being a testimony and being a mark of a testimony. Lots of times they would put up a stack of rocks or a, 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 a monument to say this is the place where this covenant was made or this is the place or that this happened. So they would do these things to mark those places for the generations to come and for themselves as they walked past it and they told the stories. Remember, we're supposed to tell our children and tell the stories of what God has done, the things that the mistakes that have happened and the and the blood that we as humans have made and the, the correction that God has brought and the blessings and the abundance and the miracles that God has done. Looking what God has done for me. Not just saying, you know, God is good all the time. Yes, he is. When we never tell our kids what, what he has done, we must testify in our households of the goodness of God. Look at this. This rock has heard all the words of the Lord, which he spoke to us. It's God's creation. It's there to bear witness. The Bible says that if we don't worship him, we don't praise him, he'll cause the very rocks to cry out. I want you to read these other scriptures with me. I'll read this to you. The stones will cry out if we don't. In the light of this scripture that we see here, they very well may testify against us by their witness. So they'll cry out, but they, they will be crying out. As they cry out, as those stones begin to cry out and worship, they are testifying against those who would not, against those who would not worship, against those who would not stand up and do what was right. Do we want rocks crying out? You know, it's, it's one thing where you think, oh, well, you know, if you don't do it, the rocks are going to cry out. And you think, oh, it's a rock, you know, who cares? But we don't, it's testifying against us. If a rock, a dead stone can cry out to the glory of God, not having salvation, not being regenerated, not having the blood of Jesus shed for it, and yet it can worship, then we shall very well worship. We shall very well lift up our hands and very well not be ashamed of who our God is. We must testify and worship and praise him and give glory to him in in every which way we can. We must seek the Lord and testify of him that the very rocks don't testify against us. Now catch this. Um, I wanted to read this to you as the way at the... Just I wrote it down a little bit differently. And the people and told the people, look at the stone. It has heard everything that the Lord has said to us. Our God can call this stone as a witness if we ever reject him. You want a stone on the witness stand? A rock up there witnessing and testifying against you? All of creation, everything around us, hears and sees when we testify and we say, I'm going to serve God like I've never served him before. I'm going to worship the Lord like I've never worshiped before. We need to keep our word and do what we say we're going to do. We're not just speaking into the air. Look at Jeremiah 23, 29. Jeremiah 23, 29. God says, Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Wow. 
<laughs> what? Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? God knows when we repent. God knows when our worship is genuine. God knows when our praise is, is pure. He's the judge and he knows. And his word judges. His word is sharp. His word is discerning. His spirit knows. The Holy Ghost knows all things. So listen to this. Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Listen to me, church. Listen to me, peoples. God will crush even the testimony that is against you when you turn from your past, forsake sin, and embrace his ways, his love, his justice, his forgiveness, his, his holiness. When we repent and turn to him and we decide, you know what, I'm going to make this covenant with my Lord and I will not back down. And in 2022 and beyond, I am going to serve him with everything that I have. It does not matter what happens around me. It does not matter who is in the presidency. It does not matter who is in charge. What matters is my heart with my God, my life, my testimony, those that follow me and my family. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. As for me, I choose God. The Lord our God, I will serve in his voice. I will obey. God will crush even the testimony that is against you when you turn from your past, forsake sin, and embrace his love, justice, and forgiveness. I'm going to remind you that his word even says that he will take those sins and your whole everything that's in your past, all the testimonies against you, and cast them into the sea of his forgetfulness to remember them no more. He will not bring them against you ever again. When you have accept what Jesus has done, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, those things are gone. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus, born again. Take my heart, take my life, Lord, and make it all completely yours. I give it to you, Jesus. My commitment is real. My decision is just, my heart is decided. My future is decided in you, and I will not back down. I will serve you all the days of my life, Lord, for you are my Savior. You are my King. Jesus, I thank you, and it is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, please drop me a little notification down at the bottom. I'd love to talk with you, encourage you. God bless you. Seek the Lord while you may be found. Serve him all the days of your life. Don't back down. Now is not the time. Now is not the time. We are not cowards. We are victorious. We are victors. We are champions. God bless you and have a great, wonderful 2022. Have a beautiful day. Stay warm. Stay safe. God bless you. But most of all, stay in his presence. Stay in the word. Stay in his ways. Walk in his ways. Amen.